All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me today on um, All Things Division Three Soccer with Simple Coach and Jackie. I am Simple Coach. And that there, snoozing away on this snowy day, um, is Jackie. Anyhow, um, yeah, uh, this episode of Around D3 is going to be maybe a little different. I mean, I could have split it out, but just trying to collect things as I and package them um, as best I could. Um, just have some, you know, bits of information, some good, some bad. Um, I want to do the simple coaches top 25 men's teams and then the top 25 women's teams and i'll run through that those and then at the end i just have some sad news to cover that um you know i i wanted to touch on so um yeah so so let's just jump right into it for you fan, football fans out there friday is the division three national championship called the Stag Bowl. Uh, my Mount Union Purple Raiders are playing the North Central football players. What I, name escapes me. Um, and uh, we're obviously going to win. Mount Union is going to win. It's 14th national championship. Um, if any one of you who is watching is going to be there, let me know. would love to connect and talk soccer while we're watching a football game. Anyhow. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so um, some bummer news uh, that I saw. Uh, Casanova College is going to be closing its doors in the spring of 2023. Um, they are an upstate New York school. Um, um, only reason why I bring it up, they are division three. They're part of the North, North Atlantic conference. Um, but they also have two soccer teams. So I'm sure there's a whole process by which these kids can transfer. And, um, but you, you only, you can only feel for them, right. And that, that they're going to be having to, to go through this, but I do think the economic re realities of the school are pretty apparent right like i think the most students they had was a thousand and now they're down to something like 600 so um yeah um i don't know more details than that and i don't understand the economics of running a school but i'm sure there was an impact there and then with covid and all that stuff so um okay so in probably Another episode, definitely another episode, two more other episodes, and this is a little bit hard work, and it's taken me a little bit longer than I wanted to, but I'm doing all these simple coach-to-coach interviews and whatnot, so I'm getting pulled, and I have a regular job, um, that I'm getting pulled into like 50,000 directions. Um, so um, I'm going to try to get to it because I really, it's something I really enjoy, is I'm going to do my best 11s, so which is actually like 30, 33. <laughs> players um, that I just choose that I think are the best players and um, in each and they don't necessarily match up to the that I noticed from last year but match up to the All-Americans but um, um, because I have some crazy stupid rules that I invented that um, that are that make up what I call the best 11. Um, it is time it is that time of year um, after soccer season 
where you know you start to see the you know the the changes in coaches and opening of positions and I mean, quite frankly, it's only been, it's not even been, what, a month? And there are a number of head coaching positions that I'll just run through real quick um, out there and a couple surprises. But um, the head men's coach at the Paw is open, head women's coach at UT Dallas, head women's coach at Elmhurst, head women's coach at Eureka. Head men's coach at that one-time formidable football factory um, at Augustana College. The head women's coach at Albion in, I think, Michigan. Uh, head women's coach at Ur Alberno College, which is actually, they only have a women's team because it's an all-women's school at the undergrad level. I think it's mixed um, for their graduate programs, but um, yeah. Um, there is the head men's coach at uh, Penn State Scranton. Keep in mind, it's a part-time position. It's not a full-time. Um, and then one that's surprising to me that, I I mean, it was on the NCAA job board, but I guess Leah McDermott, who just took over for this past season as head coach for the College of New Jersey, um, is not there, is stepping away. I don't know. So they're, they're, that position is open again. Um, so yeah, that's an odd one. So, okay. Um, that covers the bits of news that I really wanted to cover at this intro. And so now we're just going to jump into the, um, top 25s. All right, so let's start with the with the men this time around. They were the ones who finished their championship the the, the first, so figured I'd start there. Um, uh, and I'll just run through these quick, and I think they all speak for themselves. And and I think everyone who knows I've commented before on these teams, but you know, number twenty five, Cortland State at thirteen six and three, excellent campaign, um, made it to the NCAA's and. Um, really, really great, great program there by Steve Axtell. Uh, number 24, this OEC team, Ohio Northern, 13-4-5, and five, ended up losing to Williams in the NCAAs um, and uh, really, really sort of turned it around. I think at the beginning of the season, they had a grueling schedule that they didn't fare too well at the beginning, but really finished strong. So number 24. 23, Montclair State at 15-2-4. and four. I actually, for as great as their record is, I actually think that if you ask any asked anybody at Montclair, they'd sort of be disappointed. They didn't make the tournament. They didn't win the um, NJAC. They lost to Rowan pretty heftily. Um, so, but uh, I still rank them high. I think individually, player for player, it's probably one of the best teams in the country. So, uh, Babson at fifteen three and three, New Mac champs. Um, what a great. Great, um, great record. Went into the NCAA's, um, so um, twenty-two. Number twenty-one, SUNY Oneonta, the uh, conference champions, had beat I think it was Cortland at fifteen-three and three, and made it into the NCAA's. Twentieth, Saint Olaf at fifteen-five and two, 
Um, love this team. Love what they do. Um, made it to the NCAAs. North Park, 15-3-3. and um, Although, again, I think, I think my expectation for where they ended up was a little bit higher, but um, still an excellent, you know, we're talking degrees here. We're not talking major differences. But. Uh, number 18, Pacific Lutheran at 16 and four. Number 17, surprised everybody, I think, the Blue Golds. I think I got it right. Um, the Wisconsin Eau Claire at 19, two and one. Um, great, great campaign. Uh, University of Mary Washington semifinalist, uh, lost to Williams, uh, 13-5-3. Um, um, I don't want to say they came out of nowhere because they'd been playing great soccer, but really started coming into their own during the tournament. And defeated um, Amherst in penalty kicks after going up 2 nothing. So pretty, pretty remarkable, very successful uh, campaign. Okay, number 15, Christopher Newport at 13-4-2. and two. Um, They did have a couple ups and downs, but really made the tournament, did all, all the things they needed to do and deserving of this spot. Number 14, another Franklin and Marshall, 13-2-5, which I really... I will say for as critical as I was last year about Franklin and Marshall, they really sort of started to hone back in into what I think they like to play. So... It was fun to watch um, and always tough against these guys. 13, Gustavus Adolphus. I think they dropped to Chicago. Um, no, St. Thomas, Texas, I think. Uh, 15, 2, and 6. Outstanding campaign again from them. Number 12, Bowden at uh, 13, 2, and 5. And then number 11 out of Michigan, Calvin, 17, 3, and 2. Number 10, the, the team that I think got, got you know, uh, screwed over uh, in the NCAAs at 22-2. and two. Um, Remarkable campaign by, by uh, Western Connecticut. St. Thomas, Texas, 16-2-3. Made it all the way to the regional finals with, with Chicago. Um, outstanding season by, by, by the men at St. Thomas. North Central, 17-1-4. and four. I mean, the record speaks for itself. Uh, made it to the NCAAs. Just um, great, great season. Number seven, Washington and Lee. I'm sure if you, you know, talk to um, Coach Singleton, he'd probably express some disappointment at, you know, falling short, I think, of what their objective is, which is getting to the to the final four and, and to the finals and winning a national championship, but still an outstanding performance, especially, I mean, then they started the season, you know, going down four. So, or going down to Messiah um, and then just went on a march and really started getting their groove on when, when the halfway through the season. So Amherst, Number six, 14, one and five. They just do what they do very well. And it's really difficult. And they bowed out to the uh, University of Mary Washington, as I mentioned. Okay. And this is probably going to shock some people. Number five, Johns Hopkins, 15, one and eight. Really did enjoy the way they played. Um, and they had 
the pass to the final four at their feet, and then they missed in penalties. Kenyon at 19-2-1, really disappointed, I'm sure, in their loss to Williams. Um, but I just think for how they play and how they've been doing it consistently, this is one of easily the top five in, in the country. So, Number three, um, semifinalist uh, in the tournament, uh, Stevens Institute of Technology, um, Coach Dale's men at 17-1 and 5 outstanding campaign outstanding performance in the tournament and really made chicago work for it with a goal i think uh that chicago scored on the header um, with like three minutes left before uh, it went to penalties so um yeah messiah 20 0 and 2 i still think in spite of it, I still think this was the best team in the country. Um, yeah, they lost to Williams on on PKs and wasn't exactly their best game, but the totality of their work, they were just outstanding. And uh, shout out, actually, and Matt McDonald, my one of my favorite forwards from last year, player of the national player of the year. So shout out to him. And then finally, number one, uh, University of Chicago, 22-0-1, Coach Sitch doing a masterful job navigating, you know, pretty rocky, you know, tough tournament play. And they really set themselves up. And like I said, there is a different, and you watch the games, in my mind, there were two teams that were sort of at a different level than most everyone, and that's Messiah and then obviously Chicago. And so I, I think Chicago is a rightly, you know, national champion. So let me tear the Band-Aid off. No Williams. Yes. I look at these things as like, what have they done up until this point? And I think Williams did really well, and they had a great run in the tournament. But if you look from just a record standpoint, um, Every one of the teams in my top 25 had more, would collect more points based on their record than, than Williams did on their, their total record. So um, I, I think they're worthy. They did what they did. They got to the finals and all that stuff. Do I think they're one of the top 25 just because they had that, what I think is a great tournament run? Not, 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 not so. So. I'm sure you could put all the hate down below or you could shoot me an email. I have no problems trying to be convinced the other way. Um, but um, yeah. All right. So let's move on to the to the um, top 25 women's team. Okay. Yeah. If you can believe this, number 25, um, Cortland State at 13-1-5. Uh, the Lady Red Dragons? I don't know how they would say that. Well, the Red Dragons of Cortland State. Um, got to the NCAAs, ended up losing to Messiah one nothing, which I think was a pretty great accomplishment. So, um, yeah, so I put them at 25. I think this might be a first, right? Number 25 on the men's side, number 25 on the women's side. And then to boot, it's a husband and wife team. So the head coach, Steve Axtell, uh, for the men, and his wife coaches um, for, for the women's team. So breaking records here. 
All right, number 24, Puget Sound at 16, 6, and 1. Number 23, uh, Tufts uh, out of the NESCAC, 11, 6, and, six and 2. Um, again, the, the NESCAC, I look at the team like Tufts, and and um, the NESCAC is a tough, tough conference for, on the women's side as well. So, uh, Pomona Pitzer. Uh, 13, 2, and 5. Bowden at 10, 4, and 3. Another, here we go. Williams, 11, 5, and 3. Just another remarkable campaign there. Um, and and was a leading contender going into the tournament. Loris, uh, they have incredible programs on both sides, you know, men's and women's. Um, at 18, 1, and 3, incredible record. University of Scranton, 17, 3, and 2. Um, stellar campaign, won the conference, won the landmark conference, got to the NCAAs. Um, just a really, really good, solid um, year for them. Pacific Lutheran, 17, 2, and 3. These, there's, uh, it's interesting. Unlike the men, I think there's a lot more. Uh, the women's teams out west on the women's side are a lot, tend to be a bit stronger. So um, I just chalk them up to um, chalk Pacific Lutheran up into that, um, into that category. Um, number 16, who are their, um, uh, Leah McDermott. Who was the coach? Just started is no longer the coach. Fourteen three and two. Um, probably disappointed that they didn't make a deeper run, but um, yeah, still a great team and a great program uh, out in Ewing, New Jersey. Okay, Trinity uh, out of Texas, twenty one one and two. Remarkable, remarkable campaign. Um, lost in the NCAA's. Um, but uh, definitely a program uh, to be reckoned with. Emory at 13-5-1, another UAA team, just spectacular, um, especially coming, and it's a tough conference, right, along with Case being in there as well. Um, number 13, Carnegie Mellon at 14-3-2. Number 12, the Crusaders of Mary Hart and Baylor at 17-1-1, one one. just Another uh, outstanding performance by them. Number 11, Wartburg at 16, 3, and 2. Um, number 10, William Smith of Hobart and Smith at 14, 2, and 6. Number 9, uh, one of the semifinalists, um, Virginia Wesleyan, 18, 3, and 4, who lost to... Was it Case? I can't remember. Um, but an, another remarkable season. I watched them early on and thought that they, um, a couple games early on in the season, and I thought, man, they, they do have the talent to, to make some waves. So did I expect them to go that far? No, but it's just remarkable that they were. But I I guess I'm not surprised, right? Like, um, because they did, they definitely had the talent on the field. Um, University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, the Tundra of the North at 21, one, 21, 2, and 1. And then out of Michigan, again, like they're another 
another school that has great programs, both on the men's side and the women's side. Calvin at 18, one and one. Same thing at Amherst, another NESCAC at 18 and three, number six. Um, um, just, and I think that actually matches with the men on the men's side. They were numbers. I had them at number six as well. All right. So for the top five teams in the, uh, for 2022, Christopher Newport at 19-0-3. I'm sure um, Coach Gunderson will tell me that they were disappointed not to get um, not to get to the finals, but they had an incredible run um, uh, in the season and then through the tournament. And remarkable team. I mean, some loaded, loaded talent. Um, and definitely, I mean, I would say probably the top, these next three teams are at a different level. And I think Christopher Newport is one of those. So the next, wait, sorry. Next up, Misericordia, 21 and one. Um, they were ranked number two, I think, or number one, depending on what polls you looked at. Um, just loaded with talent, everything run running on all cylinders. And I think they may have lost to Case um, to nothing um, uh, in the regional finals, I think. I can't remember. Um, but just a outstanding, outstanding, uh, outstanding team. And they're definitely, like I said, this is a different level um, from the rest of the teams. Um, so next up, uh, who I thought remarkable to watch them play, Messiah, 22-3. and three. Um, uh, Obviously lost in the semis of uh, the tournament. Just um, another great, another, another school with great programs on both sides, on both the men's and the women's. Number two, runners-up this year, um, who I've been calling for since the beginning, since I started doing these polls, that Case Western was the was the team was one of or was the team 21 and one and I thought not they're not getting enough um, credit I think they're just a remarkable team and um, I hope to have a conversation with coach Richter here shortly um, to just talk about how how good they were and um, you know their impressions of the season so that hopefully that'll be coming up soon um, and then finally for obvious reasons Number one, that I'd probably argue like there's three levels. There's like everybody else. There's the Messiah Misericordia Newport. And then there's this top, top level, which I would throw in case. And definitely number one, Johns Hopkins, 23-0-2. I mean, you can't take anything away from, from Coach Wheeler's girls. They were just fantastic all season and took care of business where they had to. So anyhow, that's the top 25. Hope you enjoyed any comments, criticisms, compliments. Feel free down below or shoot me an email. Um, all right. Okay, I hope you enjoyed those top 25s. You know, that's just my personal impressions. There's no real science to them other than what I see, what I like, and, and I go from there and at least try to make it somewhat organized, so... Anyhow, hope you enjoyed it. Comments, obviously, as I mentioned, you know, down below uh, or shoot me an email. Um, 
you know, b- before I sign off, I did want to touch on a couple things, which, um, um, you know, on the sadder side, obviously, the first is obviously, you've, um, you know, if you're following the World Cup and you're into soccer in the United States, you've heard that uh, soccer rep- writer, reporter, Grant Wallace passed away while he was covering the World Cup. Um, I, I knew Grant. Um, I'd interacted with him a number of times, including me being a source for a story on MLS and paying of, um, um, you know, general managers paying player fines um, from, you know, if they got yellow cards and stuff like that, which is a no-no. And... um, I will say just in my interactions with him, you know, it's not hyperbole to what you've been hearing about him. He was a, he was a pretty great guy. So, um, and his wife is extraordinary. I follow her on, you know, because of her knowledge of, uh, in medicine and whatnot. And she's a remarkable lady as well. So my, you know, thoughts and prayers out to his family. And then the other bit of sad news, and this is definitely something that impacts Division Three, is found news that uh, Maine Maritime um, soccer player Brian Kennelly, Kennelly, um, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, um, passed away in a car accident, um, um, you know, like a week ago or last week. Um, and so um, I hate seeing that sort of thing. Um, and I'm sure, you know, like I said, I did before, I believe in the power of prayer and, and, and hope, um, that if you all chime in with your own prayers for, you know, the Kennelly's, the, you know, Maine Maritime community, um, and then Grant Wall's friend and family, and obviously for the gentle repose of their souls, um, I think that would go a you know, a long way. I mean, um, so, okay. So that about wraps it up for this, uh, episode of around D three. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, I will be back at looking at the past season when I do my best 11s for, um, you know, the men and women, um, hopefully I can get to that, but if I don't get to it before Christmas and I don't have an opportunity to, to say, so I, I wish you and your families a Many blessings during the holiday season. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is that you you celebrate. Um, hope it's a wonderful time of year for you all. And as I always do, it's a gift for me. I, you know, all the feedback and all the uh, all the support I've received doing uh, around E3. So really grateful to you all. And it's my best gift. So um, on behalf of me, Simple Coach, and Jackie. Have a great time and hopefully I'll see you again soon. If you like this show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. You can also find me on anti-social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks. This is a message from my chief marketing officer.